0: Amy Malcolm, everybody. Thanks. Thanks, Michelle. I didn't have far to come. It was just like one step. Uh, While you're standing, we'll pray, and then the band can relax in a second. Father, thanks for this morning. Thanks for your peace. Wow, what a, my gosh, that was incredible worship. I get to, I'm still praying. Hold on, keep your eyes closed. Uh, I get to preach at a bunch of churches all over the the country in different places, and uh, that was some of the best worship I've been in in ages. You're very blessed to have people who seek God in their spare time so they can stand in front of you and take you places that they've already been. That's what worship leaders do. Sometimes our hearts get lost and we can't find our way back to God. And that's the job of a worship leader, someone who has been lost and has found their way back to the Lord so they can get in front of us and they can worship. They can lead us in songs and there's something about the the tone of their voice, the inclination of their words that touches our hearts, that softens our hearts, that cuts our hearts even and makes us for some reason just go, reach out and go, God, I I need you in my life right here, right now. I'm not perfect. I've done this, 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 whatever. But God, I need you right here, right now. Father, we thank you for your presence. Holy Ghost, this is your meeting. I love you. You're so great. Father, I ask that you touch every heart here this morning and do something amazing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a seat. Hand for the band. Have a seat, band. Or else you'll get, uh, can you get RSI from standing? I don't know if you can, but uh, have a seat. Anyway, thank you so much for having me. Um, This is great. Thanks for having me. My name's Jamie. And uh, like like Mitch was saying, uh, I've been part of, I guess, the C3 family for a long time. Uh, I I first came to... uh, Oxford Falls, see through Oxford Falls. It was actually uh, Brookvale back then, Christian City Church Brookvale from New Zealand. So it was Christian City Church Brookvale back then. But now my accent's changed. Uh, Curse of the job, really. And uh, and yeah, so it's been over, I don't know, about 25 years, I guess. I had that weird moment where I stood, stepped into the back of a church. I wasn't planning on really becoming a super Christian or anything like that. Like a couple of weeks later, before that, I was smoking dope in Thailand. So I don't really know what happened. I just sort of stepped into a church. And some people say, was it this big epiphany to God visit you? And it it wasn't really anything like that. But there was this little inkling in my heart that I was home. And if I could describe it anyway, that's the way it felt. It felt like there's something about this that feels home. It feels kind of familiar, although I've never been here before and I couldn't quite understand it. It was like the inside of me was talking to the outside of me. You know what I mean when you have that? It's like you get in after a terrible week and you come into a place like this and you feel the presence of God and the inside of you goes, and the outside of you can still be, I gotta do that, I gotta do that, I gotta organize that. And the inside of you is going, just shut up, will you? We're home, just relax, take a break. Everything's going to be all right, and that's a good segue to my message. Uh, the message is called "How to Sleep in a Storm." Uh, the theme of the moment is "Lord, help me," which I don't know if many of you pray that. I pray that oftenly. Um, "Lord, help me," and uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, which I will get to at the end of the message. It's a long way around, but I need to set up before I give it to you. "How to Sleep in a Storm." This uh, the start of it comes from a scripture I was reading the other day, and God went. Wham! And I saw something in a scripture, which I'd never seen before. Anyone had that? You read a scripture, you read a thousand times, and you go, I've never seen that. What the? So it's, nothing's changed on paper, but something has changed in you. That's how we see it. So the, the scripture is Matthew 6.25 in the NIV. It says, therefore, I tell you, Jesus preaching to a bunch of people. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry. Don't worry. I love that. It's a really complicated message. Hey, you know how you are worried? Don't. Yeah, thanks for that, Jesus. And we're off. So don't worry. Don't. You know how you worried? Don't be anyone here worried about anything. Don't. Don't. But I'm worried about. It. Don't. Don't worry about. It. Don't worry. Don't. Don't stop it. But I'm still can't just stop it. Just put the handbrake on. Just give yourself five minutes off the worry. Just, and then see if you can get this message in. Do not worry about your life at all. It's not helping. He's not, <laughs> don't worry about what you will eat, what you're going to drink, about your body, what you're going to wear. This is crazy. And he says this, don't worry, is not life more than food and, and clothes and all that kind of stuff? Don't worry about the stuff, the external stuff. And he says, is not your life more than this? Is not life more than that stuff, the external stuff that you're worried about. That word life, translated in the Greek, is the word soul. It's almost like Jesus saying, don't worry about all the external stuff in your life, because isn't this, your soul, more important than all that junk that's happening around outside? If you really want to experience peace in your life, don't worry about that stuff, because that's not where peace comes from. That's not where joy comes from. That's not what comfort comes from. I'll tell you where it comes from, Jesus. And it comes from here. It comes from the internal you. This is where your peace comes from. So don't even worry about that. It's like Jesus drew a pie chart. If he had a whiteboard back then, he would have drawn a pie chart. See this pie chart? Do you want to know where, where, where the peace comes from? And he would have had maybe a slither of like 2% comes from having a coffee on the beach. And the rest of it comes from your soul. It comes from the inside. So don't worry about that. Um, Proverbs says this, crazy scripture, Proverbs 4.23. This is God's word, God's word version. I love all the different um, translations of the Bible. It says this, Guard your heart more than any treasure, for it, your heart, your soul, is the source of your life. Could it be possible that that's what we're, why we're so frustrated? Because we're trying to source peace and joy from external things. And God's gone, don't worry. Forget that. Forget that. It doesn't come from there. The source, that's not the source. The source, the spring, it's on the inside of you. This is your peace. This is your joy. Honestly, it's like a revelation to us. And I don't want to go down a different track with this, but, you know, I've done a lot of uh, TV morning shows and things like this, and we stopped doing segments on suicide and things like that because they, they were just... It's like they didn't rape because we couldn't fix it. You know what I mean? It's around 10 Australians a day now. Ten. It's around ten. A day. Not a week. A day. It's the number one cause of death. Men under 45. Not cancer, not heart disease. I mean, forget the diseases. We're too busy trying to kill ourselves. I mean, it's it's just outrageous. And we're still seeking out. We, we treat it like this is a revelation. We're trying to fix it with outside things. God's said, no, 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 forget that stuff. This is the source. This is your life on the inside. This whole message came from uh, uh, Matthew 8.23. I was reading it. And I was like, come on, Lord. Sometimes I read things in the Bible and I, I like to get really straight with God. It's about Jesus sleeping in a storm, right? Okay. Matthew 8, 23 says this. Then he, Jesus, got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was not reclining, not resting, not taking a break, not bucketing. He was sleeping. He was actually sleeping. The title of the message, How to Sleep in a Storm. He was sl- he was sleeping. Now, I've had a, a little bit of a situation like this. When I was around 21, I went backpacking and I was in Africa. And, and we took this, this dodgiest of all boats. You know, when you're backpacking, you, you know I reckon we can live on three bucks a day. You know, you really tighten up. And we took a boat from a place called Dar es Salaam in Tanzania to Zanzibar. And it's, I was looking it up. Last night, it's only like 80, 100 k's, something like this, a few hours. And the boat over was great, but the boat back, oh, mama, it was a cheap boat. And it it was stormy. And this thing was going so slow. You know what it's in a storm. And this thing was doing that from side to side really slowly. And there was heaps of Tanzanians on the boat. There was like... 99% Tanzanians and me and three other mates. And we're on this boat and I was thinking to myself, this is the sort of boat that sinks. I was like, this is the sort of boat that sinks. Yeah, you don't want to tell everyone, but in the news, you know, when you hear about a random boat that sinks just off the coast of Africa, I was like, this is that boat. And it was, it just, and there were people crying. There were Tanzanians crying. I thought, shivers, they take this boat all the time and they're crying. There's a really good chance we're gonna sink. I was thinking about that experience in my life, which was one of the most traumatic, when I was reading this. And Jesus was asleep. And I thought that would be impossible. I think back about that, Jesus. Everyone's crying and wailing. Oh, oh, oh. Rain and the wind. I thought that would be impossible. In fact, Jesus, the only way it could, it could be possible, and I had to write it down with this. The only way you could sleep in a storm was if you knew That it was impossible for the storm to have any effect whatsoever on your well being. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the only possible way that you could sleep in a storm, knowing that what was happening outside was inconsequential to this phenomenal peace that dwelt on the inside. It's almost laughable. He's like, you know, the Bible says he was asleep on a cushion, which I don't know how you'd do that, but it's probably a larger cushion. He's actually asleep while a storm is raging outside. It's almost like he's saying, you know, this is, it doesn't matter what's going on outside. Do you know, I was praying in, in and preaching in, in a New York church. I don't know if I've told this story here before, but I was preaching in New York church and it was about, It wasn't the same message, but it was about the scripture. And I and I said to God, I said, Yeah, yeah, it's all, you know, Jesus sleeping in a storm. But but you know, Jesus got up and he calmed the storm. And I was praying and I was saying, and I said, Lord, if Jesus hadn't have calmed the storm, would the boat have sunk? That's a fair question for God, right? If he hadn't actually got up, because come on, this is a real storm. I mean, you know, this is real financial pressure. This is real kids going off the rails. You know, this is a real sickness. It's a real situation that we've got going on here and it's all good and well that Jesus is sleeping in the storm. But if he hadn't have done something, would the boat have sunk? Would the life have collapsed? Would it all have been over? And I was praying and I was going, wah, wah. and then that night, after dinner, and, and I was praying, God, I got to preach this in the morning. Can you give me a little bit of insight? You know, something that'd be really good and deep. And I was like, God, if, if Jesus hadn't come the storm with the boat of sunk, nothing. If he hadn't come the storm with the boat of sunk. Nothing. I prayed, I prayed for ages that night. I got up first thing the next morning, and, I'm not, and I started praying pray for about another hour the next morning. God, if Jesus hadn't have calmed the storm with the boat of sunk, I got in the shower, I'm praying in the shower, I'm getting dressed, and the guy, the friend I was staying with, is about to take me to the church, and he says, "Mate, we've got to leave." And I remember I was putting on like that button on my shirt, like that last top button. And I was saying, "Lord, if Jesus hadn't have calmed the storm with the boat of sunk, And do you know what the Lord said to me? Doesn't matter. It's exactly what he said. He said it doesn't matter. It's almost like he was saying, "You got your faith in the boat. It doesn't. If the boat would have sunk, then another boat would have come along. They would have got into another boat. If that boat would have sunk and was smashed up, they maybe would have grabbed on a log and kicked until they got to the other side, because that's where they're going. It's like this piece on the inside. You can have hell on the outside." I know people that have been through hell and situations have gone so, so bad, so bad. But there is this peace and there's this joy and there's this life on the inside of them that gets through any storm, almost as if the storm didn't exist, almost like they slept through the whole jolly situation. You feel like shaking them and slapping them and going, don't you realize how bad life is? And they're like... It's good, it's good. Hallelujah. And they've got this worship on the inside. Why? Because this is greater. This is more than what's going on out there. It's crazy. I actually wrote this down. Yeah, yeah, go on. Um, I wrote this down on uh this morning, actually, that it might look different. Your wife, your life might your wife, your wife might look different. You know who you are. Your life might look different than you thought it was going to look. It might not even work out exactly the way you think. But if you look after this, like Jesus says, everything's going to be all right. That's not your source. It's never going to work out exactly the way you think it's going to work out. Uh, Nothing will mess with you more than the picture in your head of how things should be. It should be like this. It should be like that. It should be like that. If you're trying to source your joy, your peace, oh, come on. Jesus, it doesn't come from there. It comes from in the inside. And if you've got a part of your life, if you feel frustrated at the moment, could it be that you're actually trying to control the things you can't and overlooking controlling the things you can? Isn't this crazy? I reckon the devil leads us on a merry chase. Don't you reckon? You got to put it, you've got to change that, you've got to change Well, that's not right, that's not right. All this sort of thing. Let me, let me read this. I wrote down this. Life happens because life happens. Oh my gosh. Jesus said they're still studying on that same scripture. Jesus saying, don't worry about your life. He says, therefore, do not worry about right at the end. Do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. That doesn't sound scriptural. Each day has I was going to say a stronger word, stuff in it. I won't say that word, but I was going to, you know, each day. It's like Jesus saying, hey, life happens. Life's full of stuff that's unexpected, and that's crazy. Could it be that we go a little bit crazy because we over-spiritualize the external world? We over-spiritualize things that are going on in our life, and we under-spiritualize our internal world. We over-spiritualize things. I've got a friend. I won't say his name. He's a devil hunter. And uh, <laughs> everything's the devil. Like flipping everything. And he's really intense. He's like this. And every time, <laughs> I just want to say his name, I can't. And you he go, here you go. And he goes, oh, man, the oppression. It's the oppression. And, and I'm like, where? And he goes, it's everywhere. Everywhere I go. And you feel like, oh, you're the oppression, man. Anyway, but it's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like oh, crazy. <laughs> he's like, you know. Backed out of the backing down the driveway, backed into a lamppost. The devil's just like, and it's like, dude, you're a bad driver. It's it's it's, I really don't think the devil like took time out of his day to go, I'm gonna get him to back into that. You know what I mean? This crazy over spiritualizing. It's it's like we get, you know, someone's gonna oh, say, I'm just guys, we oh, I'm just, you know, situation with my wife, we're just fighting a lot, and oh, you know, I really think it's the devil that just, just. You know, you go see your pastor about it, and it's the devil's just, you know, really trying to get into our marriage here and all that, and it's like, you forgot to take the bin out again, didn't you? And it's like, no, it's not that. It's the devil's really trying to, he's getting into my wife's head, and it's like, dude, take the bin out. The bin's full. Take the bin out. I know what it's like. I know. I do the same thing now. I've passed it on to my 12-year-old son. Dude, take the bin out. Like, he throws himself on the ground when I tell him to take, take the bin out, man. He's like, oh, God. Say, dude, it's the bin. Just take it downstairs. Isn't it crazy how we can over-spiritualize things? Do you know, I want to help you with a bit of sanity in your life this morning. I love what Mitch said this morning, which is so on the knocker. You know, when it comes to things of the Holy Ghost, they're always very practical. How about you under-spiritualize life? How about you just go what Jesus says, you know, life each day is full of some pretty interesting challenges. That's kind of life. And how about we start over-spiritualizing what's going on the inside of here. We can get to a stage where, uh, you know, we go, oh, you know, I'm just an anxious person. Rubbish. God can do something on the inside of you. This is what God, this is God's domain. This is what he does. And yes, he does miracles. And yes, yes, yes. But this is what he's talking about, having peace and joy and love in your life. Oh, my dad was that. My dad had a terrible temper. He'd snap. Rawr. Not at us kids, but just at himself. He got used to get really, really frustrated. Ah, and I saw it start to come out in me with things. You know, with <laughs> I remember when I first got married. <laughs> this is like two days into our marriage. I was in, <laughs> in the bathroom brushing my teeth. And I was like brushing my teeth really fast before I had an Oral-B manual. And I was brushing my teeth really fast. And, and I whacked my gum. And I went, oh! You know when you're trying to brush too fast, you whack your gum and you go, ah. Oh! So, you're trying to be careful, and then you do it again. Ah, it's like biting your cheek twice, right? Did you ah, and I went, ah, and I got my toothbrush, I started whacking it on the side of this thing, going, you mongrel, bloon. And I got it, and I was bending it the whole time. My wife was standing at the door watching it. <laughs> she waited till I was finished, and I was like, ah, and I threw it on the ground. She goes, You okay? <laughs> and I was like, I hit my gum. She's like, okay. She's probably like, God, what have I done? This guy's an idiot. And I must admit, I I sort of thought, well, my dad had that. I guess that's me. I guess internally that's me. No, that's not you. God wants to change that on the inside of you. Do you know what? And I would have said, it's the toothbrush. (laughs) The devil's using the toothbrush to turn me into a maniac. It's like, imagine God going, you're an idiot, man. Honestly, we over-spiritualize all this. It's what's going on, on the inside. We meet people all the time, you know, trouble in marriage, you know, and we, um, myself and my wife, and we get to do a few panels and, and chat to couples and all that sort of thing. And, you know, we've got trouble in the marriage, you know, we really feel like the devil's getting in there. Do you know what our, my number one tip is all the time, especially to the guys? Pray more. Spend more time alone with God. You'll be a nicer person. You'll be nicer to your wife. I know, deep, right? You know, it's like... Because the deal's not out there. It's not with her. It's not with all this. And there might be stuff you got to fix. But you sort this. Jesus is like, forget about it. Don't worry about it. You sort out this on the inside, and you're going to be fine and dandy. Jesus didn't even say it was a demonic storm. If there was ever going to be a demonic storm, that would have been the demonic storm. How's that? Jesus stand up. Demons everywhere flying around. He's like, no, I'm just going to sleep through that does not he? Oh man, I could keep going on this. I got to move on. I got to move on. Okay, bear with me, because um, I want to give you the answer to it, if that's all right. The answer is found in Philippians four six. I love it when we get an answer. And this is where the Holy Ghost comes in. Philippians four six and seven in the New Living. It says, "Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything." That's crazy. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He's done. Then you'll experience God's peace. This peace exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And then this peace will guard your heart and your mind. It's like, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything and you'll sleep through every storm. This is crazy. There is one word in here that unlocks the whole Scripture, and it's the word instead. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about some things, little things. Well, not this. That's a tiny thing. Everything. Don't worry about... I love it. He's done it again. Hey, you know how you worried? Don't. about What about that? That's a big thing. Don't worry about any... I know I'm... Dry, Don't worry about, but this is a real deal. If I don't pay my rent, don't worry about anything. It's like Jesus saying, life happens. It'll work out. But you got to look after this because you're going to sleep through every flipping storm in your life with a smile on your face and a giggle in your heart, loving people, giving people and encouraging others. If we can keep this, don't worry about any of that. Instead, pray about everything. My daughter, my 18-year-old daughter, works in a, a beautiful restaurant in French's Forest called McDonald's. And she, um, <laughs> is a lovely place, I get free McLaurians. And um, actually, no, you only get half price, whatever. Um, so, and I said to her, she, she started not long ago. I said, how's it going at McDonald's? She said, it's good. I said, do you get some, some awkward customers? She said, yeah, quite a few people change their mind. And I said, well, that's annoying when you first started. She said, yeah. So it's like someone comes up to the counter and they, and they say, hey, I'll have a Big Mac. And she goes, all right, all right. She comes back with the Big Mac. And they go, actually, I'm sorry, I want to have a McFeast instead. So she leaves the Big Mac on the counter and then she goes and she gets a McFeast, which is it's virtually a salad, really, isn't it, McFeast? And, um, and she puts that on the counter. So now there's the Big Mac and the McFeast on the counter and the person goes, no, 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 no. no, I, I don't want the Big Mac. Sorry, sorry. Instead of the Big Mac, I want the McFeast. And then she goes, so sorry. She takes both of them away. She comes back with the Big Mac uh, and the McFeast, puts it on the counter, and she goes, there you go. And he goes, no, 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 no. no! Remember, I ordered the Big Mac first, but instead of it, I just want the McFeast. She goes, I just, uh," she goes away and she comes back and here's your McFeast and your Big Mac. And he's like, oh my gosh, okay. She, She didn't do this. It's just an analogy. It's like, you know how I ordered the Big Mac? I want you to take the Big Mac away, away, and instead, the word instead means in standing, in place, exactly where the Big Mac was, Bella, I want you to put the McFeast exactly where it was, nowhere else, we no room for anything else. Just where that was, that's taken away. Instead, in place of it exactly where it was, we'll put the meek feast. Don't worry about anything. Instead, replace it with something. Oh, this is great, isn't it? I'm going to tell you, this is really important. You can't control your thoughts with your thoughts. You've got to replace. To, instead, don't worry about anything. Instead, in place of... I want you to put prayer. But that means I'll be praying about everything. Pray about everything. That's what the Bible says. Anything, anything, everything. Prayer. So that means every time I've got a problem, I've got to run home and get on my knees by my bed. You can if you want to, but it's going to be time consuming. It's like every little whisper, every little prayer. My God, is this the road to peace in our lives? This is so clear. This is the road to peace. This is how to sleep in a storm. Mark. God, I'm trying to fix this and I'm trying to fix that. And I'm worried about this. I'm worried about it. He's like, whoa whoa, 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 bring it back, bring it back. It's not out there. It's not out there. Bring it back further. Bring it back further. Bring it back. Bring it back. Ah, this is the house of peace. Don't worry about that. Pray. In fact, when you think about it, then worry could almost be a bit of a blessing. Maybe worry is just a reminder that you need to pray for something. My God. Every time something comes up, your natural instinct, I gotta, I gotta worry. No, no, no. Preface. God, I think. Do you know what my prayer is? I'm going to, sh- I'm going to share with you my prayer because I've really taken this on board like crazy. So I had a couple of things. Oh, man, it's ridiculous, the peace. It's, it's offensive. It doesn't make sense. Well, the Bible actually says his peace, um, which exceeds anything you can understand, which I don't understand why I feel so good. I just feel good. I shouldn't feel good. Got that pressure and that pressure. I just feel great. You won't understand it. This piece will go gunk, and you won't understand while you got it. It's super natural. Let's go. I share with you my, do you know what my prayer is? My prayer is this, God, I give that to you. It's deep, right? Give that to you, God. Every thought, and I give that to you. Sometimes, is it 100 times a day? Sometimes. I give that to you. Every time it comes up. And I've noticed over the last couple of weeks, it's got less and less and less. Taking every thought captive. I just, no, no give that to you, Lord. I give it to you. And as I do it, as I do it, as I've replaced worry with prayer, this peace that I don't understand now lives in my heart. It's the comfort of the Holy Ghost. It's crazy, right? Isn't he amazing? It, no wonder you said, don't worry about that stuff. We'll sort this out. you sleep through any storm. You'll giggle your face off, and it won't even make sense. I don't know. It makes me want to do that too. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for your peace that passes all understanding. Do you know this amazing thing that happens if you hear this morning, you're thinking, well, that's all great, good and well, I got peace on the inside, but I got real situations to handle. There's something amazing that happens when the peace of God comes into your heart, real answers come into your heart, too. I've had wisdom just start recently just coming to my heart and go, you know, you should do this instead. That, Just sense, you know what I mean? Like comment, just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, I can just make a phone call and fix that. What? And I was running around like a chicken with its head cut off. But don't try and fix it. Just give it to God. Just give it to God. Just give it to God. This is the comfort of the Holy Spirit. This is His peace. He wants to make it just you and Him. My God. Do you know the Bible even says? And I'll finish with this. That when we don't know what to pray, (laughs) the Bible says the Holy Spirit prays for us. Keep your eyes shut. I'm going to read you a scripture. My God. Holy Spirit. says this. In our moment, of being tired and weakness God's spirit is right alongside us helping us if we don't know how to pray or what to pray it doesn't matter he does our praying in us and for us making prayer out of our wordless sighs (sighs) out of our aching groans oh God can just be an oh God man I don't know I haven't been to Bible college I don't know what I'm doing God but (sighs) the Holy Spirit takes that and makes it a prayer to the Father. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, the Bible says here. He keeps us present before God. That's why we can be sure that every detail in our lives is worked into something good. My God, Father, we love you, we praise you. If you hear this, just stand up. If that's alright, right across this place and we're gonna finish up. We might even sing a little song just at the end there. Could we do that? Would that be all right, Mitch? If you're here this morning and you know you've been worried and it's been driving you nuts, you're going to replace a Big Mac with a McFeast this morning. You can use your own favorite variety of, of fast food if you like for that analogy, if it makes you feel better, or a vegan treat. But replace it. Make it. That's my new rule. I'm not worried. I'm proud about everything. 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 Everything, everything. Just let it go this morning. let do it this morning, right here, right now. here this morning, you don't know the Lord at all. I know probably most of you come to this church, but there might be people here this morning that don't know the Lord and and uh, you would like to. You say, man, I, I want that peace that only Jesus can bring. I, I want that comfort that only He brings into my world. You hear this morning, you don't know the Lord, I'd love to pray a prayer with you that invites the Lord into your life. Or maybe you used to know Him and and you've fallen away. Man, I was like that. Grew up in a Christian home then. Didn't go to church for only about 15 years. And then something just changed. If that's you here this morning and you'd love to pray a prayer that invites the Lord into your life, I'd love to pray with you. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, just right here, right now, if that's you, you wanna pray a prayer that invites the Lord into your life or you wanna come back to the Lord, slip up your hand right now. Pop it up and go, yeah, that's me, Jamie, that's me, I wanna pray that prayer. I want to pray that prayer. I want to come back to the Lord. Oh man, I've been away and I want to come back. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right across, let's let's pray this prayer after me, if that's all right. It's your prayer to the Father. Father in heaven, everybody, Father in heaven, ask Jesus into my life. Ask to be born again. Forgive me of my past. Thanks for my future. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that for the first time or coming back to the Lord, make sure you come up the front at the end of the service and chat to Mitch or one of the guys. I'll pray with you. Let me pray for you before we leave, Father. Who would have thought life is more? Our heart is more, our soul is more. The internal is what you're after. Yeah, you can fix our life, but i tell you why. He wants to bring peace to your home. He wants to bring peace to your mind today. And he's asking you just for those words. Every time a worry comes, a thought comes, just pray. Just give it to me. Don't hold on. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. Come on. I I fix this stuff. That's what I do. I want to give to you. I don't want to take for you. I want to give to you. Let my peace just slip into your world peace in your heart, peace in your mind. I don't care how young or how old you are this morning, how much or how little of life you believe you've got left. (laughs) Let this peace come in. Let this peace reign in every single part of your heart right now in Jesus' name. Here it comes.
1: the Lord.